0: When you know your mission, you mm-hmm. also know that you have to take care of yourself, and this is also what I do on a daily basis. I have a, my complete days are planned out, and I take my walks every morning. Okay, not mm-hmm. every morning, but like majority of those days, I take my walks because I found something that gives me power to 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 unload, and yeah, knowing when to 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 engage in things and when to let go knowing my circle in a circle of influence where i have influence on then i can react where i don't have influence in i can let it go so knowledge of self is actually also something that i definitely want to give to people Hi, my name is Orlando, and you're listening to Cooking Back to Our Roots with my mom, Vivian Aqua, the DEI consultant at Amplify DEI. My mom will be talking to different guest speakers from the African diaspora in the Netherlands. The podcast is not just about food, but also about connecting the conversation with our roots and cultivating a deeper appreciation for our shared heritage
1: welcome to cooking back to our roots and and i'm curious about who you are what you do what can you share with the audience
0: hi william thank you for having me <laughs> first of all thank you for the invitation so i'm so happy mm-hmm. to be here on your show my name is ingrasia castello i was born in angola africa and uh, i grew up in germany and live now for almost 10 years in the netherlands yeah, this is who I am. I am uh, I'm the mother of a eight year old. I always forget how how old my son is. So Time, Time goes fast. Time goes fast. Right. I'm like nine, nine, ten No, He's eight. Of an eight yeah. uh, year old boy. I'm a single mom at the moment, and well I have a boyfriend, but he's not his father. <laughs> so, so well, the people different. don't reach out to her, right? That's the that's message. <laughs> <laughs> don't reach out. Okay. And it's so, Stoma. So, uh, and I am, yeah, I'm a business owner. I own my own business, a sales agency where I help BC and wellness brands, especially haircare brands, enter new markets and get some sales through creative sales strategies and marketplaces online and offline. So yeah, that's who I am and what I do. And Gracia, you're so much more, right? I think I met Gracia
1: through the platform, Black Ladies Talk, where we connected. And ever since then, I've been following her, right? I'm not, I have a, a love and hate relationships when it comes to Instagram, but when she posts, I try to be supportive and share a like or comment on it when I can and when, I, when I'm on Instagram, which is not that often, but I caught my eye on something that you shared that that is very valuable. But then again, what is it about you that makes you want to share how your day goes? And also true that you are creating a natural way for people
0: to look differently to sales. Yeah. So oh, that's a good one. Actually, Nobody ever asked me because, and that's why I to who I am. is so vague. Yeah. because it's flatly. I've, cool. had to, I've had to add more because you're so much more
1: than what you shared. Right. So I, I have to ask a few questions regarding that.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for opening the door. So, uh, basically what you said, I'm so much more than just a mom and business owner who owns a sales agency. I am actually, well, how I describe myself, I'm a spiritual being and mm-hmm. uh, who is here on this earth with the purpose to help other people. And this is where I come with answering your questions why I share about my day because mm-hmm. I believe mean that I have gone through a lot of trials and tribulations in this life and I've managed or found ways to coach myself to become this person that I am today like my healing process and this is kind of what I document because I know that there are people out there just like me who have no support system for example mm-hmm. who have no no one to go to, 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 uh, to to talk or to do works. You just ask for help. And mm-hmm. so I, I share my day and my, my struggles uh, online because yeah, just to motivate other people that are also going through it to tell them, Hey, you are not alone. And this is what I've done when I was there where you are now. So you can do it as well. So I share also a lot of uh, tips and, and tricks just really to yeah motivate others and let them know that you are not alone in this world with what you are going through. Yeah.
1: What I value from your Instagram account and definitely the, the people that are listening to this podcast, check out our Instagram account is Instagram is known for a lot of fluff and a lot of perfectionism, right? And to be able to see what Angracia is posting, but to be able where she is normalizing, normalizing the day of a mom or normalizing the day of a a female entrepreneur, right? I'm both where I sometimes I'm just like, nobody's sharing their real selves because it all feels like it's filtered. There are so many other things behind it and I don't connect with it. That's also one of the reasons why I love having these conversations to dig a little deeper. And what Ingrassio is already doing is she's showing, of course, little pieces, but she's showing her actual day or the the realness of being an entrepreneur, the realness of being a mother as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is really, uh, authenticity is my number one. So if mm-hmm. something that is not authentic, Vivian, mm-hmm. trust mm-hmm. and believe, I will not stand behind it. I will not post it, and that's why no. um, I don't. I don't. I like, I always say when you know your purpose in life, when you know your mm-hmm. mission in life, there is no way you could ever post this or make this flawless pose as if mm-hmm. because every one of us, each person of us, has something going on that is not beautiful. I'm currently beautiful houses. We don't all have the perfect relationships, even with people. And yeah. for me, if they, it's not authentic, I will not be there. And this is also yeah. one reason why I quit actually social media a couple of years ago, because I I found myself actually trying to fit in this beautiful Instagramish lifestyle, which wasn't mm-hmm. me. And I actually got another burnout from that. Because I was trying mm. so hard. Yes. I was trying so hard to be the perfect person on Instagram and doing the, the branding shoes to have the most beautiful photographs and stuff like that. But then I thought to myself, or I noticed with myself, this is actually not authentic in us. And that's why you are getting so burned out. From mm-hmm. Post. And now, Julian, I think this is also something that you have already mentioned and noted. My posts are really raw and I'm talking, like in my captions, I'm writing the way I talk to people. <laughs> and it's so authentic to me. And if someone doesn't like it, then that's fine. I don't post the most beautiful pictures, but because that's me, you know, I really sure, yeah. want the world to be more and filters so yeah this is also what i do basically yeah there should be a penalty on all these
1: filters but that's a whole nother conversation so (laughs) when when you talk about well you just mentioned earlier on that you're from angola and you lived in germany and then you came to the Netherlands. and i'm curious what brought you from angola going to Germany and going to
0: a much more colder place, smaller place, the Netherlands. Yeah. So basically um, I was 10 when I uh, immigrated to Germany because my dad mm-hmm. lived in Germany and my mom lived in Dangola and my dad wanted to offer me and my sister a better future. Um, yeah. with, at the age of 10, I uh, came to Germany to join my father and my other siblings, uh, my half siblings, yeah, I did everything in Germany. So I went to school there, primary school, secondary school, uh, university. And yeah, there was some time where I felt like yeah, Germany is not giving me what I actually want from life. And mm-hmm. back then, I was already dating my, my my the father of my child. And he lived mm-hmm. in the Netherlands. And I always mm-hmm. came here, of course, to visit him. And there was always this love that I had with the Netherlands. You call it cold, but believe me, Germany is colder. <laughs> and especially the people because... Is Germany colder? Yes, it is. It is. And okay. when I'm saying colder, I don't mean the weather. I mean... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> okay, that's good. That's good to know.
0: Yeah. So the people also make like the country... Mm-hmm. There was this friendliness that I experienced here he in the Netherlands. <laughs> Where? Where? <laughs> so, you're uh, <The> friends, <laughs> lot of all places. <laughs> and uh, now you have to listen. So, I went out here in the Netherlands and Peter greeting me like, Hoi, hoi, hoi mocha. And I was like, Yo, why are they greeting me? We don't know each other. Why are they doing this? And this is something for me as, as someone who lived or grew up in Germany, this is a mm-hmm. cultural shock. Because yeah. In Germany, nobody, nobody will ever say hi to you on the streets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is, and I felt like this, there was this, Special warmth and people just stop you on the street, they just start talking to you. And I'm actually a really talkative person, also really open. So for me, this was like, hey, Dutch people are really friendly. And I remember one time I came to, to, to Amsterdam, to Rotterdam I mm-hmm. in 2005, and I looked up the sky, I saw all these buildings, and I said to my auntie, one day I will live here. And I was still old. I don't know. I'm not so good in math. (laughs) So I don't know how old I was. But then nine years later, I actually manifested living here in Rosalind, getting a job in the Netherlands and moving from Germany. Wow. Wow.
1: That's amazing. That's amazing. For me, you have shared a lot of things even about my country that I didn't know. But then again, your experience from abroad, you being abroad and connecting with people, not being able to connect with people because people were standoffish. Whereas in the Netherlands, people were a little bit warmer. I'm saying a little bit because it's not always everywhere that people are warm. But the fact that that made you see this country as a a warm and hospital country, that's that's amazing. That's amazing.
0: Yeah, I always so, say Every time mm-hmm. I people complaining about the Netherlands, I'm like, you're not living in Germany. You have in Germany.
1: <laughs> well, the parts of Germany that I went to are more international places, so I haven't yet encountered that, but I don't want to encounter that from Germany, right? I'm also a person that believes in, you know, the friendliness in people and people being respectful. And so far... Germany has definitely ticked the boxes on, on that matter. And I recently reached out to you if you want to speak on the podcast. And mm-hmm. why did you say yes to that?
0: Well, I said yes. I saw your name, Vivian. Is mm-hmm. like all over uh, uh, LinkedIn because you are more on the LinkedIn girl, right? Yes, true. <laughs> <laughs> i love one of <gym>. I know you're on LinkedIn girl. So I also see your post on LinkedIn and I'm always amazed by what you do and the people you interview. And I see the quality of your work and oh, kind of also Yes, to immediately because it's such a high-quality uh, podcast that you have. Mm-hmm. Also, another thing that I love is you are opening a, a platform where we can share our stories as mm-hmm. African CNNs here in the Netherlands or here in Europe, I would even say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love this idea. So three reasons. And my third reason is actually you hear, oh, well, you have invited a lot of people from, let's say, Suriname from the, Car- the Caribbean, but also mm-hmm. from
1: West Africa.
0: And yeah. It's not only you. It's really like I see that on uh, on on a wider scale. I don't see people from Angola speaking so much and sharing mm-hmm. their mm-hmm. stories, sharing yeah. their perspective, yeah, of the world of our our culture and stuff. So I thought this is my chance. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So.
1: The way way this journey started out, it had to do with the 150 years abolition of the Dutch slavery past, right? The reason why with the television I focused on predominantly West Africa and Suriname and Antilles has to do with the the past of the Dutch history. However, everything that has encountered during the Dutch colonial slavery history and so far to now, it's not that racism is skipping you because you're not part of that region right you're you're you know the challenges that we face from the black diaspora in the netherlands are more of more of national more local where you know people don't look at oh well if you're from the antilles i'll treat you like this if you are from ghana then i'll treat you like that no they see us in general as black people and therefore because we are black people some people i'm not saying all of us but the majority have had their experiences with exclusion have had their experiences with racism have had their experiences of being dealing with intersectional challenges where the color of our skin is impacting the situation sure sure
0: yeah totally totally but I don't know, yeah, I'm glad you opened this platform in giving us a voice to mm-hmm. our experience in every my in everything that we are experiencing here in this uh, country. So i mm-hmm. so thank you within the end. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, you're welcome. And what's your favorite meal
1: that you want to share with us? I'm curious. Oh my god. So I I, I chose
0: actually three meals. Um mm-hmm. One thing I have to say, I'm I'm actually not so culturally bounded on it. One, I love Ghanaian food. I love food from my Nigeria. Ooh. Now, um, yes, <laughs> bring it on. <laughs> so I, I'm actually I love food like I love Suriname cuisine and I like everything. Actually, mm-hmm. I enjoy it, but then I felt like a little bit. A little bit limited to Angolan food, so I I chose uh, three meals. One mm-hmm. of my favorite meals from Angola because this is also a complete history that I have to sell, but I will keep it short. So, mm-hmm. I'm from the northern part of Angola, and yeah. the northern part is on um on the border to Congo. So mm-hmm. uh, the northern part and Congo have a lot in common. So it means yeah. like a lot of food also that in, uh, that they eat in Congo. We in mm-hmm. the northern part also eat it, and there is mm-hmm. one dish that me and my son will love forever. It's fungwa. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's um, it's these are dried leaves, yeah, and really thin. And then you put it and you cook it with peanut butter, and I put also some palm oil in it. And you can put in in the dried fish or fresh fish. I love it with fresh fish because it just gives it a special flavor. So it's called Fungwa. And we eat it in Wingsu Fu. And it's yeah, it's 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 an amazing dish. And I kind of my mother is a specialist of Fungwa. And Mm -hmm. even though I didn't grow up with her, I kind of also hear that I am one of the best Fungwa cookers. (laughs) So so I always say, yeah, maybe my mom had it in her jeans and she transfers to me. Yeah. So yeah, Fuwa is really like one of the dishes that I really love, even mm-hmm. though I don't eat it that much. Mm-hmm. At least, like, well, once a month trying yeah. to cook it. So it's really- is it intensive to cook? Is that the reason it- why, yeah, <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> it's always intensive to cook. It tastes yeah. so time right and it yeah. takes extra time because yeah. the leaves they are super dry and you have to put them super long in mm-hmm. order to get like the taste out but also to get it a little bit softer I mean, yeah. it's not meant to be super soft but at least, mm-hmm. yeah so it takes a little bit uh, at least like two hours three hours for <laughs> So that's why I don't cook African that much here at home.
1: You're not the only one. You're not the only one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so many meals are not made for just 15 minutes or thirty minutes, right? They take a long,
0: long time yeah, to prepare. They, yeah, With the nice out that we have here, it's really yeah, exactly. We, we can't do that. And that's why it's like weekends, Saturdays or, or Sundays, like the days that I cook African food. Actually. Yeah. Then I have like the whole day the time while I'm cooking, while I'm cleaning and listening to my sounds. so like mm-hmm. my mother always did. <laughs> I take this tradition with me. Mm. Yeah. And what's number 2? And uh, number 2 uh, is kalulu, it's mm. the um yeah. kalulu, it's yeah, it's called kal- kalulu. And it's also you have uh, different versions. You have kalulu di pechi, so kalulu with uh, fish, or kalulu di carne seca, so kalulu mm-hmm. with uh, dried dried meat. And I love mm-hmm. it actually, also with fish because we in Anwana, we are we eat a lot of fish. Yeah, um, because, I think yeah because we live on the water, so we eat a lot mm-hmm. of fish. And I love fish anyways. So it's actually again leaves. With some Pim- okra, you can put okra in it, you can put fish, or maybe if you want the other variation, you could you could put dried um, meat in it. And this mm-hmm. is also, uh, another dish that you eat with fufu. Yeah,
1: it. Yeah, yeah. it, it sounds good. like the kanaloo that is eaten, or the kanaloo stu- stew or soup that is eaten in the Caribbean, right?
0: Yeah, 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 true. Because they, they also have, uh, yeah, they also have uh, one soup that you also put the meat in it. And then they, they have, have some uh, banana banana leaves yeah. that you put there. Yeah, yeah. banana leaves or
1: elephant ears. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. yeah. also have that one. Yeah.
0: yeah, exactly. Because this one is also with banana leaves. And banana leaves, mm-hmm. this is one dish actually that doesn't cost that much to cook because the banana leaves, they are already super soft. So Mm -hmm. the okra is also super soft, so you don't need it long. So uh, this, yeah, this is also one of the dishes that I love a lot. And it, like the full one for example, is really heavy, Mm -hmm. and the kalulu is more soft. Mm -hmm. Like how can I explain it? It's more, it's not that heavy because it's really light. You have the fish, you have the okra. Mm -hmm. um, which is have. very healthy. Okra is very healthy. And yeah. the banana leaves also, and the fish. So, yeah, yeah, it's more, yeah actually, it's a more healthier soup now that we're talking about it. Actually, yeah. And that's why it's not that heavy. So, I love that one. And then the third one, I just chose for okra a soup. Yeah, that's what to say right to you <laughs> you, have the, you have the Ghanaian version, you have the Nigerian, oh, yeah. have the Angolan version but I also have my own version mm-hmm. I I love to cook my stew with palm oil, I'm really a big mm-hmm. palm oil fan, please don't mm-hmm. me, but we Africans co- always cook with palm, palm oil, oil well I know that the Dutch and
1: doctors are not a fan of palm oil but then again in peanut butter there's a lot of palm oil right there are so many conservatives (laughs) where they are using palm oil whilst in my previous season of cooking back to our roots I did however share that you don't have to have a liter of palm oil you can also mix it up with normal oil so that you still have that flavor but then again, without the heaviness of the palm oil as yes, well. exactly.
0: And this is actually what I do. I learned it from my auntie, so mix both mm-hmm. oils instead of yeah. one oil in it. So I just use yes. the flavor because I really love the flavor of palm oil. So
1: mm-hmm. I really mm-hmm.
0: love it. The flavor that it gives to food. Mm-hmm. It's like, and I work for a palm oil company. right <laughs> Palm oil sits in also here in the product. It's basically everywhere. Everything Mm -hmm. basically palm oil is in in there. So Mm -hmm. uh, my okra stew is really just palm oil, okra, and then I sometimes really eat it vegetarian as well because I Mm -hmm. try not to eat that much like meat or fish or whatsoever. So vegetarian Mm -hmm. dishes. And then I also just mix some leaves in it, whatever leaves, sometimes even spinach. Yeah. And then I have my okra stew and it's so good. It's really so good. Without any meat, without any fish, just the uh, vegetables and I have my soup. I mean, you have already
1: sold all these three dishes where people are thinking like, where can I taste it? What? Where, where can they join you, right? So many questions yeah. that people are asking, like, when are you going to make, you know, one of these dishes for... Back and I'm just like I don't know, I don't know what
0: I've done. <laughs> maybe if you maybe if you, if you come with a new format where you can call, then I can go like for a whole group of people. And Ooh, and say, I need well,
1: I'm, yeah, that will be awesome. That will be definitely awesome. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a moment to think about it. So it's recorded, right? So I can keep you up on that I promise. And I. I have a, a a question because you watched part of "Cooking Back to Our Roots" the new season. What did you learn from what you have seen so far?
0: What did I learn from what uh, I have seen so far? So um, mm-hmm. basically, wait, was Kimo in your new season? How was it though? No, Kimo. Yes, Kimo will
1: be will be broadcasted. At the oh. end of November, so while we are recording, just to, just to clarify, why right, it's it's the nineteenth of November when we are doing this uh, this episode, and Kimo will be next weekend. Okay, yeah.
0: because I'm really excited to listen to him because mm-hmm. you yeah, know I love everything that Kimo does. But uh, what <laughs> I did I'll make sure to let him know. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> but what I learned yeah. so far is actually um, that. Oh all, all of us we are actually, mm-hmm. we have so much more in common than we think yeah. because yeah. I see that a lot of Surinams or Africans or mm-hmm. or people from the Caribbean they we we try to split each other. it's like no yeah. they, are, they are from there they are from here. But if you look into the poor, we have so much more in common than we think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not only like our skin color that yeah. kind of connects us, but also if you look into our languages, uh, like in Suriname, in Sanatongo, or uh, Suhamakan, the languages is to speak. There are so many African words <laughs> that I learned but also the dishes with, that we cook, the ingredients that we they have in the Caribbean or they have in Suriname and we in Africa, it's kind of really like the connecting dots. So mm-hmm. yeah, like the most important lesson that I learned: we are actually one, mm-hmm. and like trying to to split each other in groups is actually just mm-hmm. damaging us more than we would want to. And that the most important thing is yeah, just coming together and see ourselves as one folk to work together instead. It. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. If you look at us just
1: the way that the in the US right in the US you have different races. Mm-hmm. I know for the reasons why Europe is not doing it, but then again, if you would add all the black people together, we will be so much more together as a collective and also be able to empower each other to lift each other up and to not deal with the bs of us being separated of us being different because when i grew when i grew up being african wasn't that hip as it was right now right but now that i know better and also i i don't believe in that but i do want us all to think about collectively how can we see the other black person as our brother, yes. as our sister, instead yes. of our enemy or somebody yes. who's going to do something that hurt you?
0: Yeah, exactly. So, and this is also because I I, I am also in communities and everywhere. Mm-hmm. Vivian. Anyway, I'm, I see you, I see you. Yeah, if, <laughs> if I, meet someone, I don't like to separate myself. Yeah. So and that's why I said I cook Suriname's food. I cook cook uh, food from the Caribbean because I mm-hmm. see myself that we are one. So I am living in these communities. So like I have some communities from Verde, and I joined mm-hmm. them. And then I joined the girls from Suriname. I joined the girls from, from Ghana or from Nigeria. I always see myself, we are one. So mm-hmm. I, I see myself differently just because I'm Angolan. Maybe I don't speak Swi, or I, I don't speak uh so, I'm not you, well, this is really like for me,
1: it's our language is universal. Our language is universal because when your parents look you up and down or they, they call you out by your phone name or they the way their tongue, yeah.
0: this language is universal. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, and I really wish that more of us actually try to connect to others you know, mm-hmm. in this country. Yeah. So we can unite more. We can do much more together instead of, oh, nay, that is me. Sorry. Not.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She's saying something Dutch people. She's saying something Dutch people. Just just FYI. (laughs) What were you going
0: to say? Can you say it in English? Yeah, exactly. Of course. Sometimes I just forget like what the language (laughs) I'm speaking now. Mm -hmm. So instead of us seeing like, oh no, it's not from my country. They don't understand my language. You don't. They don't understand my culture. But what if we look more for the things that we have in common instead of the things that separate us from each other? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I always really try to find what connects me to you. Is it yeah. the language now? Then we connect through, through the language. Is it like what you experienced now? Then it's the experience. But I never looked like, oh, no, they are from there. No, they are different. No, no. So, yeah. yeah. Let's look more into what, what connects us instead of what separates us from each other. <laughs> because we can grow together more and we can achieve more, actually, as well. And to achieve more,
1: right, sometimes we, it's needed for us to look back in on our past. So I'm going to ask you the following question is, how do you look back on your past?
0: Um, how do I look at um, Can you give me some context?
1: Yeah. So how do you look back on your past as in the broader sense, as in professional, as in personal? Yeah. What is it that you want to learn from your past? that you are applying now or that you wish that you want to apply now?
0: I see what you just said, connecting more. Because mm-hmm. in the east, I I grew up really hyper-independent. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying this because I'm proud of it. It's more because I'm healing from uh, this hyper independence, And hyper independence yeah. actually never allowed me to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And We're just why- challenging, though. We're just challenging, God's
1: breaking my ankle forced me to ask for help while yes. I'm a person like I've been you know raised in a way that I'm super independent and now I have to depend on so many people in so many situations so I get it
0: yes it's not the easiest task. I'm mm-hmm. not going to try, but this is really one thing and that I learned like ask for help ask for someone to reach their hands to you so you can grow further. And this mm. is what is really happening this year, Vivian. I really this year I was really focused on connecting more, joining more uh, joining forces with people that I really want to work with so we can yeah. together. And this is actually what also is happening this year. So I got like I got collaborations with um some other entrepreneurs with some mm-hmm. in the women that are a little bit um, a further in their careers or in their businesses than me, and together we are creating like a bigger growth for both parties. And asking for help, like the post that I posted the last time that you also saw and, and engaged with, and um, this is also one form for me to ask for help or at least uh-huh. let people see what's going on in me. So. In this way, you are uh, you asked me to, to for the podcast and mm-hmm. together, and this togetherness to join forces more actually. True, true. Something that that's I definitely didn't do in the past that I really didn't do in the past, and I really had like big struggles in joining forces with other other people because I hate to wait for so long for <laughs> for to do stuff. You know what? <laughs> I am really so I like to walk very, really f- uh, very fast. Yeah, yeah. Once, I, if I need to wait for people, I could do it my, myself. So let me just do it. But now mm-hmm. I'm learning to be more patient. Mm-hmm. I'm also, that not anybody works at your pace, and they are also mm-hmm. things that you do that doesn't make other people happy. So, uh, you know, it, we it, we yeah, seeing myself less as an invi- individual, but more as a collective, like a, part mm-hmm. of a collective, a part of a group. So yeah, this is really something that I didn't do in the past indeed yeah, I, I was always a loner, doing mm-hmm. my stuff alone and being happy kind of. but I didn't see growth. and since I'm connecting to people and joining forces, Vivian, yes, this is my best business year. Since I signed
1: true, since, true. Since I, went I do. I do
0: want to say that
1: you know, to add up on what you are sharing. Yes, it's very good to collaborate, but then again, also when you are collaborating, right, make sure that you have your dots on the eye. Yes, have your contracts ready. Yes. Because oh my God. From, unfortunately, there have been situations where people who you think they act professional or think yes. that. You can trust them. You can trust them. And it's it saddens me sometimes that, especially within our community, that you have to come to a certain degree that you have to involve the law or but, seek out certain situations, right? So I just want to make sure that whatever you do, I'm, yes, I'm all again, I'm sorry, I'm all for collaborating, yeah. but I'm a, I am a, a non-BS woman, whereas yes. I... When I trust you, I trust you. I give everything to you, but when you fool me, that's that's not me. You're fooling. You're fooling yourself.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Vivian, me, and you are we maybe at one person, the same person? <laughs> because this is actually we yours. we should have we should have had a date before even doing this. But <laughs> <laughs> we should have had a lot. Like, is she me? Are we even say <laughs> I don't want to say. to say What? Is she talking about me? Can she read in my mind? Because exactly what You're she like, said, and I had it as well, unfortunately. Yeah. And yeah. this year, I'm really working with, well, even my boyfriend made me sign an NDA and I, yeah. I didn't take it for granted because I know yeah. that he knows why he's doing it because he's yeah. also uh, been through a lot of BS. Yeah, and indeed, when you are collaborating. Really important. I mean, it's making you sign a, a non disclaimer agreement for a
1: business, right?
0: Yeah, exactly for a business. Yeah, okay, so, yeah, yes. just just to be sure. I mean, there are
1: couples out there that that, that, that do an NDA, right? That do an NDA. <laughs> are we, we, are sure? Sure?
0: We, are, we are we are one of the couple couples that <laughs> sign NDAs. <laughs> <laughs> but I I, I I, really actually appreciate it because I know yeah. how wrong it can go. Like yeah. last year, I don't know if you saw my post. I actually also had a post about it. I lost uh, almost 11,000 euros. More because wrong. I trusted people with mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. with my money, <laughs> <laughs> with my expertise. I mm-hmm. did everything because I trusted that they will pay, but they didn't. Yeah, So... Yeah. When you are going into collaborations, please make sure you have all your documents in place. Make sure. sure the person you are dealing with is also as serious as you are. Yes, definitely. And ask for references. Please, people, yes. ask for
1: references because sometimes people can show up true, yeah, but, you know, become different. I, I mean, it's not about going sideways, but I could really relate to what you were sharing that I had to share my perspective on this topic as well. And what is it that you want people to take with you to the present, right? Because you touched upon connection. What what other topic do you want to
0: share that's important for now? It's important for now. One thing that I promise myself to always give people when, whenever whenever wherever I go, please find your purpose in life. Mm, Just, yeah. I'm so lost Oh, a lot of people feel like a sense of not being fulfilled in their lives, mm-hmm. not knowing where, where they want to go. So they are going le- left and right, but still not feeling the, the the fulfillment that we actually crave in life. Find your purpose. Yes. Yeah. And then attach a mission. So your purpose and you will see how smooth life actually can be. Of course, mm-hmm. you will still have the burnouts. I still have them. But because I know where I'm going. Is I, it, is it I, a burnout? I, really a burnout? Or is it more of a,
1: let's say that you have a, a dark cloud over you. Yeah, and yeah. Let's, and, let's and let's the say, time.
0: Uh, yeah. Burnout. Burnout. I mean, mm-hmm. like a few years ago, I uh, I call it actually semi-burnout. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not here it doesn't this word. But let's say Mm -hmm. you still have difficulties in your life. You will still encounter some situations in life that are really hard to deal with. But Mm -hmm. if you know your purpose, if you have a mission, trust me, you always come above everything. This is really something that I noticed since I know my purpose or I have discovered my purpose and I have attached a mission into my life. I'm not afraid anymore to have this back because I know hey it's temporary I will come out of it and then I'll um continue my on my journey on becoming yeah. whatever or I seek do. seek help right that's also yes. one of the things
1: that I mentioned I think I mentioned that in episode 1 it's the topic for episode 1 would about Ghana and also topic for episode 3 about Suriname where we address mental well-being but also taking care of our mental self where Maybe. we don't carry the load like atlas is doing right because sometimes especially we as black women we carry so much load that we forget to care for take care for yeah. ourselves In <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly so self definitely can i just add something to that because yeah definitely yeah something really important and well when you know your mission you Mm -hmm. also know that you have to take care of yourself and this is also Mm -hmm. what i do on a daily basis i have my complete days are planned out and i take my walks every morning okay Mm -hmm. every morning but like majority of the days i take my walks because i found something that gives me power to to, to unload and yeah knowing when to 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 engage in things and when to let go knowing my circle in a circle of influence where I have influence on then I can react where I don't have influence in I can let it go so knowledge of self is actually also something that I definitely want to give to people yeah, yeah. definitely
1: I agree yeah. and Another thing that I want to ask, and it's actually the last question, what is the message for the future that you want to share with others to mitigate all these challenges that are related to us being Black, being Black in the Netherlands, right? So what, is, what might be a message that you have for your son
0: when he grows up? When, I, when my son grows up, actually, the message that I will give it to him is, you have power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have power because yeah. what I see a lot is that a lot of pe- black people they give their power away by seeing themselves as the world hates me because yeah. I'm black. Yeah, I didn't get this job because I'm black. Mm-hmm. People are looking at me because I'm black, and this way that you are actually giving your power away mm-hmm. and put yourself into a weak position. And the way I see myself is more important than the way I think people see me. Yeah. So, yeah, having power. This is also how I see myself. I see myself. <laughs> yeah. Really, I go into job. I went into job interviews and believe that I am so powerful. I am so knowledgeable. There is actually no way they will ever deny me this job. And if they deny me, then yeah, it's on them. Mm-hmm. I always never, never gave my power away. Never. And I think this is also something has a lot to do with energy. People feel your energy. Mm-hmm. It's True. True. Self, like this weak position of, oh, yeah, anybody hates me. And uh, you're victimizing yourself. The, the world will feel it and then they will see you as a victim. But yeah. instead, see yourself as a powerful being. And also the other thing that I want
1: to address is, uh, you know, nowadays I'm an entrepreneur. I have my own business, but we have options. Yes. So if you are an employee, that's totally fine, right? Yes. If you are an employee with a hustle, that's yes. also totally fine. Or if you are a freelancer, have your yes. own business, that's totally fine. Yes. Find your grind because you, yes. you have to know you have
0: so much more options. Yes. Exactly. So much more options. So much more. And this is this is where the power comes in. Because if mm-hmm. you you're so powerful, you yes. you're so many doors that you can actually answer, you know. But if you see mm-hmm. yourself as the victim, there is no way, like your vision is blurred because you see yourself limited anyway. But if you see yourself now, nah. wait a second. I have so much knowledge. And I'm, I mean, I am a kind person. I am this and that. And I'm not talking about being full of yourself because I'm totally not full of myself. <laughs> like, I'm, <laughs> I'm really humble. I'm really humble, but I mm-hmm. know myself enough to know that what I bring to the table is powerful. And mm. if this job doesn't want me, I'll open my own business and do the same. This is actually what I did with my own sales agency. I worked sales for so long, but then I wanted to enter like a new sales uh, um, um well, I, I, I didn't want to only sell do sales anymore. I wanted Still to be like a representative. But because I had no uh, experience as a, a representative for beauty brands, nobody mm-hmm. would take me. So what did yeah. I do? I opened my own sales agency. Why? Yeah. Because I knew that I have these options. If they don't yeah. want me, I will open it myself and I will I'll make it work. You are
1: definitely quoting... What you're saying is me at the moment right now, but also what Ava DuVernay is sharing, right? Ava DuVernay is the amazing filmmaker, and she has created so many amazing movies where she's telling our narrative, right? And her quote goes, I'm not going to continue knocking on that old door that doesn't open for me. I am going to create my own door and walk through that. Is it, is it romantic being an entrepreneur? No, because I cry. I assume you cry. You hit a wall. I hit a wall. It's, there are so many trials and tribulations of yes. being an entrepreneur. But then again, I have my own influence. I have my own control. And for me, what matters most is I can amplify my psychological safety
0: yes. because of this experience. Oh, my God. I love that. I I love this so much. Thank you for sharing. I had to. I had to. We are we are too much alike. <laughs> oh my god! That is so beautiful. Yeah, that's so beautiful. Yeah. So we have options and we have power. Yeah. So let's use it. Let's use it. And gracias. It has
1: been a joy having this conversation feeling like okay are you my secret twin or yeah. <laughs> are we so it's much crazy. alike and it's it's been a joy talking to you thank you it's crazy Really? we need to meet up so <laughs> we are definitely meet up we
0: will yeah. definitely mark thank yeah. you yeah. <laughs> thank you for for the uh, for the invitation thank you for your time thank you for your questions and thank you for having this platform actually and thank you for your work for your service olivian i just, I just want wanted to be here with you today thank you so much thanks for listening to this episode of cooking back to our roots i hope you enjoyed my mom's conversation with the guest speakers if you love what you heard today don't forget to share this episode with your friends and family until next time bye